EPA is looking into how hydrogen hubs should be regulated and some facts about mail-in voting security. Welcome to the Morning Agenda, WITF's daily news podcast where the only agenda is you. I'm Scott Lamar in for Tim Lambert today and your host on this daily trip around the region's top stories. It's Monday, November 27th, and this has been recorded at 10 a.m. Let's get started. Voting by mail exploded in popularity after Pennsylvania passed Act 77 in 2019, but many are still wary of it and believe that it leads to fraud. That's despite statistics showing vote-by-mail fraud to be exceedingly rare. For example, a study by Loyola Law School in Los Angeles of elections from 2000 to 2014 showed 31 incidents of fraud out of about 1 billion ballots cast. My colleague Ben Wasserstein reports mail-in balloting has more security checkpoints than in person. Though initially popular among Republicans, expanding voting by mail eventually led to partisan attacks, especially as their nominee, Donald Trump, dissuaded voters from the practice, falsely claiming it leads to fraud. Former Commonwealth Secretary Kathy Bookvar says historically, voting by mail has been more secure than in person. Like when you go vote in person in Pennsylvania, if you've already voted in that precinct, you go in, you sign your name in the poll book, and they give you a ballot and you vote, right? There's no other layers of security checking at all. Bookvar says in the past, Republicans used absentee ballots more than Democrats. The Republican National Committee has also recently encouraged voters to vote by mail after losses in 2020 and 2022. State lawmakers are looking at best practices for regulating newly announced hydrogen hubs. My colleague Rachel McDevitt from State Impact Pennsylvania reports health and environmental advocates are calling for strong rules. The federal hydrogen hubs planned to be near Philadelphia and Pittsburgh are meant to demonstrate how to make and use clean-burning hydrogen in sectors that make a lot of pollution, like the steel industry and manufacturing. State House lawmakers held a hearing to see how other states are approaching their hubs. David Kaler is an Illinois state senator who helped write that state's new tax credit law for companies that use the new hydrogen. This restriction is intended to ensure that 90 percent of the credit is applied to sectors that are more difficult to decarbonize than electricity. Kaler says they also included measures to help communities with a history of heavy pollution. Advocates are warning that because making hydrogen is energy intensive and usually involves fossil fuels, Pennsylvania needs to set high standards to prevent more planet-warming emissions. Each morning, I take a look at more than a dozen news sites from around the region and pick out two or three stories to put on your radar. Here's what you need to know. Former York County coroner and police officer Barry Bloss has died. Bloss spent 26 years on the police force and served as coroner for 16 years before retiring in 2013. The York Daily Record reports current coroner Pam Gay released a statement that praised the work Bloss did as a coroner. She said Bloss was dedicated to educating the public about preventing so many of the maladies that would lead to sudden and premature death, and that work has continued to expand. Cumberland Valley School Board is considering whether the district should stop naming a valedictorian and salutatorian at graduation ceremonies and whether to drop class rankings from high school students' report cards. District leadership has proposed using class rank only on student transcripts and expanding recognition for academic achievement at graduation. 
The Carlisle Sentinel reports Superintendent David Christopher says removing the class ranking on report cards could lower stress for students, and he says recognizing only two high achievers at graduation is unfair. The board is reviewing the proposal. Pennsylvania is spending millions of dollars to try to expand access to public land. Our partners at Spotlight PA report agencies that work with outdoor recreation want to make sure everyone from children to people with physical disabilities to people of color can enjoy more than 3 million acres of public lands. This year's state budget established an Office of Outdoor Recreation to help with new policies. And Pennsylvania is spending more than $52 million on things including 23 trail projects and 99 development or rehabilitation efforts. That does it for the Morning Agenda, a daily news podcast from WITF, where the only agenda is you. If you like what you hear, please subscribe at any of the places you find your favorite podcast. Feel free to rate it, write a review, and recommend the show to a friend. I'm Scott Lamar, sitting in for Tim Lambert. He'll be back Wednesday. Be well, and we'll talk again tomorrow.